Are you ready? Can crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom, bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody, power driving. Hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Hi, everyone. This is Ringside Rain, and you're listening to Can Crushers Podcast. And now, here is your host, Mark, the Mark Martinez. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. It's a spotlight edition, and I am your host, Mark, the Mark Martinez. Guys, I'm super excited to have on your neighborhood fire starter. Yeah! Who doesn't like a pyromaniac stopping by your house and starting stuff on fire? It's Judy Underwood. Oh, Judy and I came across paths from Journey Burke. Uh, so we have we have a story there, and it, it's just fun. It really is. I can't wait to hear Junie's story, how he got into professional wrestling, and, and all of that. So, yeah. Um, but he's a neighborhood fire starter. Let's just leave it at that. Like I said, no, most people call him a pyromaniac. But we'll find out. We'll find out more about Junie. Guys, this is why I love these Spotlights editions. I love hearing about the the masturation. Is that the word I'm looking for? Of character development and how they got into professional wrestling and so on and so forth. And it's just creating fans and friends and all of that within independent wrestling itself. So... Thank you. Thank you, Journey, for passing Junie along. Junie, thank you for passing along. Whoever you're going to pass along once they listen to this podcast as well. Note, guys, I sound okay. So remember we didn't have a podcast last Saturday because uh, a little bit under the weather. You'll hear it in this interview because this interview was recorded like a day before Everything went to hell in my voice. It was already starting to be bad, and then it just dropped off the face of the earth, and then there was no basketball. There was just no that. Like, I had to take a while off to get back to this right now, and it's still not perfect. So, yeah, uh, bear with me on the interview, but you'll be able to get Junie. Junie does the heavy lifting in this. Let's just leave it at that. Junie, Junie is great. In this interview. Of course, we have to tell you about the other stuff as well. Collar and elbow, hats, hoodies, tees, all the cool stuff at Collar and Elbow. Go and buy some stuff. Go and buy some stuff. I'm going to allow you today. Just go buy something. And then when you buy something, use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. All one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS, and you'll save 10%. It's that easy. Good thing I allowed you to buy something because you can save that 10% now. That's a nice guy that I am. To do stuff like that. Uh, 
What we do for you here at Can't Crushers, right? What we do for you. Guys, you know where you can find us. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Slide into our DMs if you'd like to be on the show. Schedule something. Let's get going. That's awesome. And you can join the chats and all this cool stuff that we have. Um, now that I'm feeling better, I'll start posting some more and doing, doing stuff like that. Listen, when, I, when I'm down, you can ask the wife. I'm, I'm a baby. I'm down. I don't... Don't touch me. Don't look at me. I'm crying. Rah. Yeah, that's Mark. And what else do I have to tell you about? Oh, that we're available on Spotify, on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, this, yeah. So, all right, here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow. When we come back, you'll hear the grisly voice of Mark the Mark in Juni Underwood. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hey everyone, it's Journey Burke, the law of attraction, and you're listening to the Can Crushers podcast. And welcome back to Can Crushers, guys. You heard how excited I was to have your local neighborhood fire starter, Junie Underwood, come on to the show. Junie, before we get into wrestling and everything, I just want to know, how are you? And were you a pyromaniac your whole life? Uh, well, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm glad to be on the show. Um, I... Don't necessarily think I was a pyromaniac all my life, but I do feel like I was very uh, drawn towards characters that had any sort of relation to fire. Like when it came to like Pokemon, you know, I always chose like the fire starter. Um, and uh, yeah. Does fire itself like fascinate you? Like I'm, this is real. This just came to my head. Like the, the maturation of it and how it, you know, burns in this, Mm-hmm. cripples thing yeah, that really is a part of your life it so so i uh with the idea of fire um i love and understand a lot like i think fire is one of the most complicated things in existence for a multitude of reasons because like it is highly destructive obviously yeah, yeah but clearly under circumstances it can be healing can be helping it can be helpful uh candles to light way uh little you know people used to use candles and lanterns and all that their whole life for you know to make heat for a fire so that you are warm so that idea that ideology that duality of it um has always been super intriguing to me because i find it super complex of like sometimes you don't recognize how hot it is until you get right up on it. Sometimes you can feel it from a ways away. Um, 
and there's just something warm about it. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my, my little, my little bit with it. I used to, you know, I used to do the whole, you know, like the turn the lighter on and like try to get it as close to my hand as possible, you know, yeah. Well, who did who didn't yeah well, clearly did it many times you burned yourself i'm sure right and then you learned that was uh, too, yeah that's too close right that's too close or i wonder if i can get closer <laughs> right <laughs> that one doesn't always work out as well as the ah that's too close touche touche <laughs> so i i like the way that now i'm looking at fire as a different way maybe that's a project i should look into because you know, it's it's strike a match. It's uh, throw another log on the fire once you started or something like that. I've never thought about fire anyway that you just did. And I love how it can be. I don't love how it can be destructive. Jesus, don't say that. But I love that it is destructive and warming. You know, I, I didn't think of any of that like that. So we just learned a lesson today here on Can't Crushers. Good enough. Well- well, I mean, the, the idea of the fire starter is through, like, the fiery passion, like, the passion of right. what I have, that fire that I have to, to do this. And so, with that, I like, because obviously, like, there are some people who are like, oh, are you a bad guy? Like, you start fires and stuff. So I'm like, no, I'm not a bad guy. Um, I just, you know, I like the idea of fire. Um, so, yeah, thank you for, for, uh, for hearing that, I guess. Yeah, good guys can start fires too. It's called a campfire. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that. Me and my me and my fellow lost boys, we love a nice campfire. Nice. Well, before we get into that, let's do the whole wraparound back to the beginning. When you were the little baby fire starter, like who introduced you to professional wrestling? Mom, dad, Uncle Joe, Aunt Susie, who was it? Yeah, so my my dad, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh but the the first match that I remember um, that I like remember had like watching is uh, WrestleMania 2000. Uh, you're, you may knowing I'm, I'm 25 years old. So you may have a thought as to what match I'm about to tell you um, because this match started it all for me. Go ahead. Triangle, triple threat, ladder match. Tag team ladder match between ENC Hardys and the yep. Dudleys. Yeah. That match, I was ah, I was hooked. Little me, like I see Jeff and all of a sudden little me after I'm doing the little finger guns thing, dancing. It's awesome. Um and so Jeff Hardy was that all six of those guys legends. Legends. And obviously big for like a lot of people uh to get involved and so uh that was a huge match for me i think that's like that like i said i think that's one of the first memories that i have of wrestling i uh, don't know where I, I i couldn't tell you if i watched it you know as it was happening uh because i think i was like maybe maybe two and a half at that right. point right cool if you remember it as it was happening, you should do more than just wrestle. I'm just yeah, saying. I have an in, I'd have an incredible memory. Right. Uh, but I do remember that was like one of the first things. And so um, I have a good amount of memories from when I was like four watching wrestling, uh, things like that. But 
yeah, Yoon Firestarter, he, he just he he loved the the Daredevil stuff. He just thought it was awesome. And then as I grew up, like like I think one of the one of one of my favorite matches is uh, Jeff Hardy versus Undertaker on a Raw. Really, <laughs> that that ladder match that they had. Yeah, that match was awesome because it it for me it was this guy who had no business being a contender against Undertaker, who was like he that the end of that match like it was awesome like he he lost and he was still like i ain't done and it was so cool to me because i've never been a big guy and i'll never be a big guy um despite i i like to definitely win i want to be a little uh a, a little bad guy i like to call myself the big strong boy um me too I'm I'm the big strong boy. I'm all big about strong. that. Yeah, strong with a K, not oh, a G. Okay, strong, strong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you be the K, I'll be the G. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. That's good to me. Um, but it's little stuff like that. I just thought the story was so cool. Um, between them, and so I just I loved it. But it took me a while to like that. That it took me a while to get to there when like as a kid i wasn't understanding the stories quite as much i was just like oh these people are fighting each other but with that match it was the first time that i was like wow like i was captivated by like the story and i could understand the story because it was you know i was just old enough to where this story wasn't too complicated for me right um but it was complex enough that would spark thought and was a story nice pun i got it <laughs> uh so did you go back and i'm gonna bounce all over the place that's just the way sorry. Oh, uh me, did you go back and watch a lot of ecw then because i i feel that you are just enamored in like rvd and like Samu yes. and jerry lynn then yes i love i i loved rvd a lot um one of my best friends in wrestling right now so my cat just wanted to start knocking stuff over it's just good it's one of um, those days. <laughs> but uh one of my one of my friends, uh Austin Luke, he's huge on R V D and that style. Um so obviously I I I do enjoy the ECW stuff, but I think what really got me, um, what tickled my fancy a lot was uh like the early age of the X division. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say the Luchas. I really did. I was getting ready for you to say the Luchas in WCW. Nah, the X Division, uh, yes. Because it wasn't was, on was, a lot. Like, people couldn't find It's still on impact. Like, you can't find it. Da, 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 da. You had to yeah. search for it, and it's amazing. Dude, uh, so you're going to learn this. My favorite wrestler, my favorite wrestler of all time, and I guarantee you will not expect me to say this. I will almost guarantee it. Um, is Chris Saban. Ooh, no. I did not have Chris Saban in yeah. any of the three that I had you pinpoint. Because when we get to I, well, I'm going to ask you who Junie is in a little bit. <laughs> um, I have three people that I see that you are. Okay. But I one yeah. was not Saban. Yeah, one was not Saban? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm excited to get to that part. Um, but I just love the exhibition and I think the exhibition then and heck even the exhibition now, like I think impact is, uh, obviously I'll plug speedball trainer. Right. Um, Oh, yeah, you you have to plug him a lot here uh, when you talk about everything because yeah. he had yeah. my favorite match of the year at WrestleCade this year against Dax, by the way. Unbelievable yeah. match. Match was awesome. Yeah. I actually just watched it because I just saw it for – I just found, like, the free like oh. the free match, so I was finally able to watch it. You should have been there front row next to me. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Uh, I wish I was. Next year. Man. Next year. I'm from, I'm from North Carolina. Right, there you go. <laughs> Wasn't it in North Carolina this year? Or was it, it not? It, it's always in Winston-Salem. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So and I was like, of course. Moved up to Philadelphia. Can't go to WrestleCade. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'll pick you but, up on the way down next year. All right. Yeah. Honestly, sounds great to me. I might be wrestling in it. Who knows? You know? Yeah. That'd um, be even better. Then I could be your manager <laughs> and get in the ring. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me your story. Uh, but no, like I was just, I was just saying, even now, the X division is just, it just really gets it for me. Cause I do think there are storytelling pieces to the X division. And I feel like sometimes people mistake the X division for just this, you know, high flying, high octane impact wrestling, which it is, but it also has really good stories. One of my favorite stories, and I know this is going to sound super like weird, but one of, one of my favorite stories is when Chris Sabin counters the Canadian destroyer. Yes. With the X Division. Because Canadian Destroyer, Pete, like, you know, Petey Williams, Williams, rampant, hitting the Canadian, blah, blah, blah. And Chris Haven's like, dude, I'm ready for you. I have a counter to your move. And it was a simple story. Yeah. It was so simple, but it was that keep it simple, stupid of like, it was so simple, but it was so good. And I was like, man, I love this. And then, you know, they're going and he tries to hit the Canadian Destroyer on Saban. And Saban's like, nah. And, does the move that I also now use as my finisher. Um, but I call it the cradle flare instead of the cradle shock little, you know, little fire pun. Another uh, fire pun. Imagine that. Uh, um, sticking on impact real quick, man, I wish they had uh, maybe a better marketing team, a better <laughs> something because their storylines across the board. Some of them are better than what both bigs are putting on. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I, I love the bloodline, and I love everything AEW is doing. But Impact cool. is actually diving into more stories, and it's fun to watch. The whole Mickey James thing, the last rodeo, was death-defying. You didn't know if she was going to be done, whatever, whatever. And, and like you said, the X Division within itself is just its where it's at. But nobody gets to see it, and that's sad. Right, exactly. I Yes. Yeah, it's one of it's one of those things. Like I, I still can't believe. Like I was talking to my my dad, and like somehow he's never seen he he still hasn't seen uh, the. Granted, it's an hour long, but the match that Speedball and Alexander had, it's like that match was so good. Yeah, um, come on, like, Dad. He, come on, Dad. Yeah. Sit down and watch it. Um, he slapping right there. Um. But, yeah, it's, you know, 
I do. All right, so let's talk about you growing up. What kind of, like, family and, you know, clearly dad and everybody supportive, um, sports, all of that. So uh, growing up, I, 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 I dipped my toe in everything um, in terms of sports, like played football, soccer, baseball, uh, even a little bit of basketball at one point. Um, when I got into high school, I, uh, I wasn't allowed to do any physical activity uh, from the middle of seventh grade to early, uh, late or early 10th grade, late ninth grade. Um, why? If I may ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I was, I was just about to get there. Um, my, so I used to have a lot of ear problems as a kid. Uh, and basically because of all the, the ear problems, the swimmer's ears, stuff like that, uh, and all that, yep. all that jazz, um, assist wrapped around my eardrum started developing started wrapping around my eardrum and so i had my first of five surgeries uh in during seventh grade and basically uh those surgeries up until that fifth one resulted in there basically being a hole in my ear because they had to take out my eardrum they had to take out and make sure that there was no pieces of cyst connected to any of the bones and stuff. Um, and they pretty much through five surgeries reconstructed the inside of my ear. Um, Damn. And so they were basically like, yeah, you can't have any, you can't participate in any physical contact sports. Um, because basically if I get hit a little too hard, uh, I could go into a coma. You will die. die. You will die. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, and there were definitely times where I pushed that and was not the smartest uh, eighth grade boy. Um, but finally, whenever it did, like whenever I finally got it, I was so out of shape. But like I, I, I've, I weighed, you know, 90 pounds in 10th grade. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I started running. And I ran out of breath like immediately. And um, so it took me a while. It took me four, you know, basically from the time that I was able to, to the time that I graduated to become like, I kind of have my cardio back up. Like I made. Wow. I, like four years then. Basically, I, uh, from 10th grade I'd say more like, yeah, early 10th grade, late 9th grade. It was, it was wild. But my senior year of high school, I, I, uh, I qualified for states in cross country. Um, Damn. Damn. Yeah. From nothing to state qualifier. That, that's, right. that says a lot. And then legitimately dying running the whole time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was awesome. There was one point where I, uh, the first time I ever completed three miles, it took me like, like 43 minutes. Um, that's a bad time. I'm guessing because that would be a great time for me. So at, at the age in which I was, it was a terrible time. Okay. You know, I, right. 
looking at me and going, this kid should be running way quicker. And then, you know, by the time I was, by the time I graduated high school, I'd ran sub 18 minute three. 3.1. 45's not running sub 18 to anywhere. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Ain't that, ain't that the truth? Um, and so I, I ended up doing that and that was awesome. So it's, I have that, that that's one thing of like, I've never, I've never been great at anything. I've always been good at a lot of stuff, but I always work really hard. <laughs> that's like, that's my, that's, that's more, though, than being great because being great, I don't know, being great's awesome, but working hard and then continuing because that 1% each day, each day, each day makes you great, right? You improve 1% every day. You try to, at least. I'll put it that oh, way. Sure. Yeah. I try my best, yeah. That's all but that matters. I don't know. I did end up hating running. Like now I'm not, I, I don't want to run anymore. Um, <laughs> it's more of a, I can't like, blame you. Yeah. At one point I just was like, I feel like it's just, it's just a chore. Yeah. Um, Forrest Gump but, did this for two years. What the hell? Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. I need some of that, but none. And the thing is though, none of it really, pre- none of it was able to prepare me for wrestling. And I say that because at the time I really didn't know. So to kind of give you, a little more of the 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 June. Well, uh, we were, we were going to go to the wrestling. Like, when was that aha <laughs> moment of you signing up for wrestling and telling your parents and all of that? Because yeah, that's the next part. Yeah. So, are we cool with going ahead and just jump into that part? Yeah. We're good. So, I when I was a kid, I knew I wanted to do it. I did. I was like, this is what I want to do. I, you know, do the dances. I would dress up as a bunch of people for Halloween. I was stone cold when I was three years old. Um, did they let you carry a beer around? They did not. Okay. Well, that's good parenting then. Very good parenting, I think I got to say. Disappointed um, in them if they're wrestling fans, but good yeah. parenting. Yeah. They, you know, um, <laughs> that's good. That would, that'd be a great video. Right. Um, but, I, I knew it's what I wanted to do. Um, and then I kind of got into high school and I, I'm one of those people that if I get bullied for something, I just stop what I'm doing. Like whatever is getting me bullied, I stop. So at one point I was getting bullied for liking wrestling, you know, because I just wasn't comfortable with being called the slurs that people would call me as a high schooler. And then, so I kind of forgot about it. I was just like, whatever, I'm not going to do this. And I stopped watching wrestling altogether. And then uh, that was about 10th grade. And then I graduated high school, got into college, did my first year of college. My second year, I was like, man, I hate what I'm doing, which at the time is graphic design. And I was like, man, I hate what I'm doing. My mom was like, yo, you need to try something new if you hate what you're doing. And I was like, your grades suck. Yeah. No, my grades were fine. Oh, I just okay. didn't like what I was doing. I was always, I was always unnecessarily able to pass my classes. Like I don't know, school is never hard for okay. me. Um, All right, Mister Genius over there. So. I know it's weird. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I 
was like, I knew, I guess I need to try something else. And then I went upstairs at literally three o'clock in the morning on a Friday. And I'm saying, I'm saying this story cause I do feel like it, it, it is what got me here. Um, but I, it's 3am on a Friday. I walk upstairs to get a peach Snapple. I get it. Which is delicious walk- by the way. I'm all right with that. Absolutely delicious. Shameless, shameless Snapple plug. Sponsor me, Snapple. Yeah, um, I still. <laughs> yeah, can crushers as well. Um, so I walk past the night assistant on duty. Uh, night assistant, just somebody you know watching over the dorm, right? Uh, until the late night, I pass by, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I'm just having a conversation with her, and she's like, "Well, I'm I'm watching this." Uh, musical that i'm auditioning for on saturday and i was like huh and she was like you should audition and i was like yeah, nah and i literally uh, like we finished our conversation i walk and i like get halfway down the stairs going to my dorm or going to my room and i'm like i just had this conversation with my mom about trying anything that shows up anything that happens anything that comes up i should just try it and i literally just denied it like the first thing that came to me i just said no and i was like nah that's not how i'm gonna be so i turned around i walked back up there and i was like what do i need and she goes you're gonna need 16 bars and about 30 seconds to a minute of a monologue and i'm like i have no idea what you just said to me but i'll I'll figure it out you got some ideas and she was just like well if you like any disney stuff then you, you can probably find something there. And I was like, all right, bet. So I was like, I already know pretty much all of the, the genie's initial monologue when he pops out to Aladdin. So I could use that. Maybe I could also use, he's never had a friend like me. Good, good pick, by the way. I'm, I'm glad you went, I'm glad you went with that. Uh, the other yeah. good one would have been Moana, but go ahead. Uh, I was going and I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. And so, um, I, within 12 hours, I got all this stuff set up. I literally hardly slept. Uh, and then I went and I auditioned and I got in as like an ensemble character. And I was like, yeah, what? And so, because the, the guy had, who was a theater education major, he was just like, I think you have talent. You just need to learn. And I was like, okay, cool. And so, through that, I ended up transferring to the theater department, became bigger within the theater department, doing a variety of shows from Shakespeare's Mid- Midsummer Night's Dream, which was awesome, uh, to my last one of my last roles being Scott in Mamma Mia. Uh, just doing a multitude of things and just learning. Two amazing plays right there. Yeah. yeah. Very good times. Yeah. Um, but through that, through getting into theater, I stopped caring about what other people said about me and to me and the labels that they put onto me. Um, and then I ended up graduating college with a theater education degree. Um, but during that time of uh, being in theater, I started rewatching wrestling because I loved it and I wanted to get back into it and I wanted to catch up. And so I started catching up through uh adam cole uh adam cole final battle 2016 all of that stuff 
with him versus like you know Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. I was literally just rewatching any Ring of Honor that he was a part of. And then my dad was like, hey, did you watch it? Have you been watching NXT? And I was like, no, I haven't really gotten around to watching NXT yet. Um, I had watched a couple of their stuff with like Sami Zayn and Balor, but like I didn't watch a whole lot. And then he was just like, well, you you told me you like, um, if you like, you've been watching the all or the ROH stuff. So if you like ROH, you might like this. Uh, you, you might want to watch NXT TakeOver from Saturday. And uh, I can't remember who Drew faces, but he gets ambushed by Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish at the end of the match. Spoiler alert! Um, you Lo- know, after Loomis spoiler- was the one that was a draw. Was a the artist? Do you mean that? What do you mean? You said that Drew. You mean that Drew for NXT? Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I yeah, was taking it as drawing. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. Drew McIntyre versus somebody, and then he got ambushed uh, by Undisputed Era. Um, And I was like, yeah. And then I started watching NXT, and then I caught up on NXT, and I was like, man, I love Johnny Gargano uh, and Adam Cole, and they they have one of my favorite matches, which is the two out of three falls match. I love two out of three falls match. Um, most of my favorite matches are two out of three falls matches. Um, any of the Motor City Machine Guns, two out of three falls matches. Um, I, I don't know why I love two out of three falls so much. I guess it's just a really easy way to tell a story. It's several stories, by the way. Yeah, That's, yeah there, there are several stories within that one air quotes match that there's three matches in. Yeah, and so just stuff like that. It's very, very cool. Um, so you tell dad, Hey, I'm getting into wrestling. I'm doing this. Like, where's, where's the phone call and everything come in? So, well, I, with me, uh, it was COVID era and of course, and I was like, man, uh, my partner at the time, she was like, what are some dreams that you had that you haven't done? And I was like, well, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. And she was like, well, why not? And I was just like, crickets. Why not? I guess, you know? And then I started doing research and I looked into the Wrestle Factory and the Worldwide Dojo and everything. Um, Ultimately started out with Sonny Defarge um, at the Wrestle Factory. And then I... Uh, I'm currently training with uh, Cheeseburger, the Worldwide Dojo, um, and I've I trained with Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, but whenever it happened, I was just like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do, uh, how to do it. Um, and so I worked at a landfill for like five months, just staying with my parents and saving up enough money to move up here, and just throw all that money at learning how to wrestle. Um, nice. And this I told, a, this is a great dude. You're giving me chills because you just said, screw it. I'm throwing not life away, plans away going to, I go to landfills daily to empty a garbage truck. So I know how uh, crazy they it can be. The worst. Yeah, they are the worst. 
working in it and ah uh, dude <laughs> yeah i i almost died like every day yeah i kid you no. there's guys also they they'd come off of their uh little tipper the little thing they unhook their uh they unhook their their trailer right goes up and it dumps a, bu- a big old bunch of trash onto the mound like they come off and they wouldn't close their gate and I'm the spotter. So I'm just making sure everybody gets in and gets out. And I turn around or there's like, there's this guy honking at me. I'm like, dude, what are you honking at? He's like, turn around. And I turn around and literally with not even a second left to spare, I duck as hard as I can. Cause the, the, the trailer gate is just flying at me. And I'm like, man, I hate this job. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've seen uh, those trucks tip over. I've seen trailers mm-hmm. fall off of the tipper. Yeah, one of the it, ones up here was a big one that, like, the landfill itself separated. And, like, mm-hmm. dozers and stuff fell into it. People died. There was a lot. I mean, it's, if anywhere in Pennsylvania, because it was news for a long time. It was the yeah. one in like Fox Township. People, it boom, big big things just eaten by the landfill. It's scary. Yeah, yeah just absolutely gross. Not I. I mean, money was fine. Money, money got me going, but man, it was never rough. again. Though, right? Never again. Not pants unless I absolutely had to. Right. But at that point, like, I don't know. <laughs> Might gotta reevaluate my life. <laughs> Um, call me I'll sponsor you or something because I don't want anybody to work there I'm trying to get out of it trust me well that's uh, I kindly appreciate that Um, but man yeah it just I I had to do what I had to do and I was like I stay this long I make X amount of money I can go up Um, and it was just from there I just I started running I was running before I could walk when it comes to wrestling. Like I just. Let's hear those. I want to know about training now. I want to know about first match. I want to know about, you know, a weekend where you're like, nope, not doing this anymore. This kind of sucks. Oh, man. No, that wasn't me. I, every time I would do so. There there was a couple of things that I'm like, man, yeah, I ain't doing that. Um, There's like some things that we'll do where, we do a like a we flip into the ring over the top rope. Like we kind of like throw ourselves in. Yep. Uh, Coming in the hard way. I don't like, I don't like doing those. I, I I'll do the hard way thing. I'll just take the bump. But if you're like yeah, like throw yourself in, do a T gray, roll yourself, all that jazz. I'm like nah, I don't want to do that. I'll just jump in. Right. <laughs> I'll just jump in and land safely on my feet. Sounds good to me. Um, I learned very quickly that I was not going to be a high flyer. Um, mostly just because of my brain. Um, okay. However, however, as of late, I have been doing increasingly crazier stuff um, with every match that I get to do, um, which has been awesome. Um. But first day of training, I took a power bomb, which is not usual. I was just like, "Hey, can you give me a power bomb, Sonny?" And Sonny was like, 
you asked for you you asked for that the first day of training. I asked on the first day of training if I can get if I can take a power bomb. So I took one of the most like depending on how well it's done. Granted, he said he he was very safe. Uh, depending on how they're done, they can be brutal. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, power bombs don't feel good. Done uh, right or done incorrectly, they don't feel good. No. Right? Yeah. Uh, regardless of how they're done, they don't feel great. Um, but yeah, so the first day I was taking a power bomb. Um, my first match was about three, four months later. It was a squash match with me and my, like, it was literally a handicap squash match with me and my current tag partner, uh, Ethan Promise. Together, we are the Lost Boys. Um, creating, we have like a little faction with two other people. They're kind of like the New Age Outlaws of DX, but okay. for the losses. So it's like me and Ethan are like the two, and then all four of us together are also the Lost Boys, and they're like the New Age Outlaws of the Lost Boys. They've got to figure out what their name's going to be. But anyway. I get it. I, I get it. So first, uh, first match was handicap, and... Yeah, and we get absolutely demolished by... <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if you know who he is, but his name's uh, King Crab. He's a part of Chikara. When Chikara, yes, I do actually. Uh, it was us two versus him, and he absolutely demolishes us. It was awesome, um, but we we did that, and then I didn't really, I I, I didn't have him like that match was just you know a spur of the moment thing, and it wasn't consistent. Like it wasn't like. You know, I'm having this match, and now I'm having consistent matches. Right. Um, but then I started, like, I wrestled for Mega Championship Wrestling in Ohio um, in, like, April, April 30th. I debuted for them uh, in, like, a, a rumble that I won, which was awesome. Yeah. I know it was really cool. And then uh, I, I got a couple of matches there. I was a butler. Like that was my character. Like they literally, they only called me butler boy. Like that was my, my name. That was it. Did they, did they give you full suit? Like tux and everything to go out? We kind of went more of the chip and Dale approach. Oh, okay. So I had, I had the, I had nice pants, but then I had suspenders and no shirt on and like a bow tie. Okay. All right. It was, Kind of wild. <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> but we went that route, and then it was cool. Recently, in December, um, we kind of got the blow off of that. Of now, I am also Junie Underwood there. Um, and so, yeah. Um, nice. So now let's find out who Junie Underwood is. And this is where... I give you my three people. And okay. Holy shamoli, you've named two of them during this podcast. Was it Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano? No. One is one is Adam Cole, the other one is Jeff Hardy. Yes. And the other one is Chris Bay. Chris Bay. Swagger. You kinda have and these are all just the clips that I see online. There's some swagger in you and and don't get me wrong, uh Hardy Cole have swagger, but Bay is Swaggerlistic, or that's not even a real word, but you know, he's just he's got something. And I, as soon as I saw 
you doing some stuff, I'm like, yeah, that, that gives me a Chris Bay vibe. And if, I'm not going to not say I don't see any speedball in you. Christ, he's your trainer. But uh, those are the three non-trainers that I see. Well, that's awesome. No, I I, uh, I never thought about Chris Bay, but you said that. I'm like, I'll take, that. I'll take it as a compliment. Um, I take all three of them as a compliment. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm curious as to like the Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy. Like what? Well, outside of you know me telling you, well, Adam Cole, the 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 Jeff Hardy is because I've only been seeing some of your recent stuff, and you are a little reckless. So I essentially went right to there. Plus, you know, <laughs> plus the the Enigma, the the Fire Star. More of your gimmick is Hardy esque to me. Yeah. And then I don't know. Maybe maybe Adam Cole is um, hand in hand with Bay, but you have a swagger with Bay, but you have a confidence with Adam Cole or, you know, moves that is definitely leading towards the Hardy for me, but there there's like Bay and Cole going hand in hand. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'd say, um, I would say my, my three for me, um, would probably be, uh, Adam Cole, Chris Saban and Johnny Gargano. Um, those three, uh, for me, yeah. reasons. Yeah, I love, no, I love, yeah, I I can't like, fight those either. Other, yeah, like all all uh, all six of these, or well, all five of them, uh, are absolutely awesome to kind of have intertwined, and obviously, speedball is. In there, I mean, I do a meteora for him. Basically, right. I can't do the, I can't do the backflip, <laughs> I can't do the shooting knees, <laughs> you know. Um, so the meteora was was my way of doing something with double knees, um, and I also will sometimes, you know, do the running double knee into the corner. Right. Um, but yeah, and then of course Chris Saban, I literally use his finisher. You, yeah. You- uh, Yes, you stole or borrowed because it's wrestling. His finish. Borrowed it. I'm waiting for him to hit me with it. Yes. Let me hit him with it. I'll let him kick out of mine. I won't kick out of his. It sounds good to me. Respect. All right, let's take a break from wrestling for a second. What do you do? Let's find out about Junie. We found out a lot, but um, off day stuff. Still Pokemon fun? Are you video games? What else do you like to do? Man, uh, <laughs> I'm just like wrestling. Um, right, that's the norm for <laughs> us marks, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I whenever I can, I like to game out. I like I like the video game. Uh, specifically, Final Fantasy is probably my favorite franchises. Um, a lot of the names of my moves are based off of Final Fantasy games. Um, I like, I just, yeah, I, I like to chill. Uh, I, I'm i not good at resting. Uh, That's a good thing, but by I'm, the way, but especially I'm always, professional wrestling. <laughs> but I'm always tired. And so I'm like, I just, I never know what to do, but I'll work out. I, I do that. 
Um, yeah, I, I'll watch something. I tend to watch wrestling more often than anything else. I was going to say, besides uh, wrestling, what else do you, what else do you like to watch? Uh, so CSI, right reality, love triangle. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, not love triangle. I try to try to stay out of those. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Hmm. I'm big. I'm I'm big on thrillers. Like one of my favorite movies is American Psycho. Yes. Um. Which when when Junie when when Firestarter becomes pyromaniac, he gets he gets a lot of inspiration from uh, American Psycho. Um. And yeah, I mean. I love like I love slasher movies. Uh scream like I literally just just yesterday I I got home after a very long day. Um and I was like, man, I I'ma watch Scream Four. I watch Scream Four mostly because I think the end is awesome. It is. Are you excited for the new Scream, by the way? I, I am. I like the last one. I like the last one a lot. I thought it was very fun. Um, I, there were some things about it that I was like, you know, man, why do you, why do you got to do me like that? Right. But ultimately I thought it was a fun movie and I'm excited for the sixth one, yeah. you know, the New York, they're in New York or whatever. Um, yeah. Going to be fun and fine. Um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoy uh, thrillers. I enjoy storytelling. Like I I really like when nuance pieces of details are involved in stuff. Um, and I feel like slasher movies, thrillers do that the best for me. Um, of just kind of putting something there for you to notice, and if you notice it, then you might've just figured something out, but if you didn't notice it, like you're like, Oh, that's what that was. And just little stuff like that is always. So to spin it back to wrestling then, because everything comes back to wrestling in the world. People don't understand that they're crazy. Everything. You're a huge storyline fan. Then I do. If if there's not a storyline into it, we don't care about it. Right. That 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 is that has been one of the hardest parts about being an independent wrestler and like not coming into a place like I like I you know, there's no like home promotion for me. Right. So just wrestle wherever, but because you wrestle wherever, you don't really have a story. So you try to figure out what that story is or you try to create one um based off of what you can. Um until you get linked with a home promotion promotion right. that maybe you have to travel five, six hours uh, monthly <laughs> on a show or something like that. But then you'll be yep. locked steady there and you'd be up for that, right? I would love that. Yeah. Like that's what kind of what me and my, my tag partner, uh, we have wrestled for ETWA in Vermont and we have a story there where like where we've been having kind of like this feud with the colony um electro and ultimo ant um 
we've been kind of feuding within. And up there, I'm more of a pyromaniac than I am a friendly neighborhood fire starter. Uh, but even then, that's that's fun for me, of being able to dive into the story of why do we tick this way? Uh, there's something coming up soon uh, for the Worldwide Wrestling Dojo. The Worldwide Wrestling Dojo does these tapings called Captured Lightning. Um, if you ever get a chance to follow them on YouTube and watch watch that burgers cheeseburger school, um, <clears throat> he has captured lightning tapings. Okay. On, and so every week he usually posts a match. Uh, you'll you you could see there's two trios matches with me and the Lost Boys, and then there's a, another match with just me and Ethan. That's like the first match we had up there. And so those three matches are on there now. And then over the next month or so, um, the the next two matches that are going to be up there that involve um, the Lost Boys kind of start um, this storyline between us all uh, that I think is going to be really, really fun. And the culmination of it is going to be really exciting. And it's a tape. It's a taping. So, you know, there's no like live crowd. Um, it's a crowd of wrestlers. But just doing it is a lot of fun. Just getting that rep, creating a story together. Um, That's something to look forward to. I'm excited now. Go back, watch the old ones and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So watch the three of us all being a team. And then whenever the new ones come out, you'll understand kind of the story. I don't want to give you give it away. Yeah. Don't ruin uh, it for me. Yeah. Don't want to ruin it for anybody listening at all. So I think that story is going to be really nice. And I think we did a really, really good job, definitely with where we are in our careers. I, I started consistently getting bookings in September of last year. So I've only been consistently doing this for about five months. Right. You're a baby. A baby. Yeah. Baby, baby. And for us to be able to have a, have and tell the story that we, that we've told through these tapings, I think it's just a real um, the word I'm looking for. It it shows like we we have what it takes to do this, and it shows that we have we were in very good hands when it comes to who trained us. You right. know, oh, burger exactly. Well, I, that's the next thing I want to talk about. Both of those guys for a, a hot second. The differences between burger and speedball. You like. Who's the tougher one? Who's the who's the one who's like, okay, maybe we can just have some cake and ice cream today? And who's the one that's going to be like, no, let's do this now? Like, tell us some differences uh, between these guys. I'd say neither of them are the we can have cake and ice cream today. Uh, I think they are both so, like, disciplined. Like, Speedball is one of the most disciplined people I think I've like, ever met in my life. Like, he just everything he does is with discipline and conviction that I've never, I've never witnessed anywhere else. Berger, he has so much will and fortitude of like, he's even said it, you know, like he's, he's a smaller guy and like, he still has been able to wrestle at this 
top echelon of like he's one of the best chain wrestlers in the world right now. He is. My, um, he's absolutely fantastic. I think Speedball Mike Bailey is one of, if not the best striker in the game right now. Um, on top of just being an absolute monster when it comes to understanding the structure of telling a wrestling match. Um, he gets that more than I think anybody else. Um, and so to me in my brain, the way it's kind of all fit with me is burger has really helped me fine tune and develop my fundamental skills and get me ready in within ring shape. Um, and then speedball has taught me more about the psychological stuff, even taking and fine tuning those fundamentals even more. Um, it's just, it's, and, and they both work you very hard, but they also are like, you have a limit, which I think is awesome. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Like they'll just be, they'll just push you until you literally can't be pushed anymore. Right. And what do you really get out of that then? Not, and, and I think they, they both understand you don't get nothing out of that. Right. You know, anyway. And so like they're they're very understanding people and i think that's the best thing about them is like they genuinely they they're genuine people <laughs> like not like wrestling aside they care period yeah and, they, they speedball and bringing this back around real quick you know i had just as a fan you know five minutes to talk to him at wrestlecade last year and like he looks into your eyes and you know, he, you know, I have, I have a wedding ring on. He'll make a point to like check you out. How's your wife? This is what's going on. How, why didn't she come with like, he had a conversation. Like I knew him for 30 years and we were going to go have a beer after WrestleCade. Like he makes yeah. a point to interact with you. Yeah. He's so he's personable. Yeah. And that's like, I, Anytime I have an issue with a match, anytime I have an issue, uh, even in my personal life, I'm literally like, he's one of the first people that I go to and just talk. And I, I know that I can just message him a question and I know he will respond with the utmost honest and since like honesty and sincerity. Um, they're both just fantastic human beings. Like I can't say any, like I can't say anything bad about either of them. Um, and I could probably talk forever about how much they inspire me. Yeah. So that that's good. Uh, and that's even in life, you know, throw wrestling aside, you know, just, Hey, speedball. Um, I don't know. I have a leak in my faucet. Can you help me out? I'm sure he'd come right over. Like he seems to be that type of guy. No, no disregard to the cheeseburger, <laughs> but like speedball. I'm like, yeah, I'll come over and help you fix your faucet. <laughs> maybe i might have to test that one day. yeah all right let, let's move on to a couple other ones here real quick um yeah wrestling changes so often and this is kind of my favorite question it stirs the pot a little bit but wrestling doesn't change you know there's still this stigma out there that stigma out there this bad thing that bad thing like without giving you because i don't like giving you any to pick from 
what would you change in wrestling that still needs to be, you know, erased, getting rid of? Because it's still dirty a little bit. I don't yeah. think it is, but it, there's still some spots. You know, like to me, um, I hate, and I, I want to say it all first. Uh, I hate the term intergender wrestling. Like, it's just wrestling. Thank you. Like, we're just, you're like, I don't know. I, I have a lot of dream matches that are people of varying gender. And it doesn't matter to me. I just want to wrestle. And I know they want to wrestle. Like, they don't care who. They just want to wrestle. And so it's like, why do, why do we have to be like, now it's time for our intergender match or our women's match. Like, why don't we just, now it's time for your next match, period. Like, it. It's 2023. It's like, why does everything have to have a title? Right. It's 2023. And of course, like, I don't know, like, some people will be like, oh, you, you lost to a girl. It's like, I lost to a wrestler. Like, yeah. things like that. Because people, people want to. There's a story behind it, moron. And this is me calling yeah. them not Junie, but there's a story behind it for <laughs> a reason. Um, but but it's a storyline, and it's a way to go about it. And even then, it's it's still stop looking at their gender for a sec and just look at a fighter. It's a fighter. Like it is a person who is waking up every day doing everything they can to figure out how to do this, how to wrestle anybody. Whether they're 200 pounds, 100 pounds, 300 pounds, it doesn't matter. This person you're facing, male, female, transgender, anything, you name it. They are all trying to do the same thing. We are all just trying to fight. Thank you. And put on a fight for the audience. We are trying to put on a spectacle. We're trying to put on a story. We're trying to interact with you. Put on live combat theater in front of you. So who cares that it's a male versus a female? Or a transgender male versus a male? Or a transgender female versus a male or female? Like all of these combinations, it does not matter. If they want to wrestle, just let them be wrestlers. That's my thoughts on it, of like, if we just shut up <laughs> and let no. each other. Well, like, well said. Well like, said. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I couldn't agree with it more. Uh, I, I would put you right back up on that high horse to go again, because it is, it's, it's, it's just wrestling. It doesn't need it to be is. women's champion, men's to just wrestle for the love of God. Just wrestle. That's yeah. all. There's so many, there's so many people that I'm like, man, I just, I want to wrestle. You give me like, give us seven minutes and let's just go out there and run a little clinic. And I, if y'all. Well, let's get to some of those then. I, I, I have, I have, I'm going to hold you steadfast to one. So I want your dream match, who, where, and what stipulation. But it sounds like you have a plethora of them. But if you could only pick one, give me that one first. Then we'll fill in the other ones as we go along. Well, this one, uh, this this one, m most people who know me know this one for me. Um, I would love, I don't really care where, uh, but I would love 
like Chris Saban's my dream match. Right. Figured that. Uh, Chris Saban's my dream match. If I could choose a stipulation, I'd say two out of three falls with Chris Saban. Um, but a regular match would be perfectly fine. Um, that That's what I would say my dream match is, just to wrestle him. And I've, you know, I, anybody who knows me knows that. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully I can get there. You make it happen. Yeah, I'm trying. Trying very hard. Hopefully I can. But you br- you brought up that there's there's a ton of other people um, that you'd like to wrestle. There's tons. Yeah, I have so many. Definitely on like the indies. The indies is just, right now the indies is. A gold mine, and people don't understand that. There's more, there's more wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I love AEW. I love Impact. I love WWE. There's more better, and I know that's not grammarly correct, teachers out there in the world. There's more, good. more gooder, more better wrestling on the indies than there is on those big ones once in a while. There's so many good people. You have people like Alec Price, Marcus Mathers. You have Becca. You have it even you know you had her on the show even journey like she's so good and she's so like new uh like there's so many people that i want to wrestle um and i I mostly i just want to wrestle everybody i want to write that down i want to write every name i can if you're somewhere i want to wrestle you like that's kind of it um no that's that's a great way to look at it. I mean, it, it really is, hey, I'm going to Pittsburgh. I want to um, wrestle Ray Lynn because Ray Lynn's from Pittsburgh. Or, hey, I want you know, I want to fight Andrew Powell. He's from Pittsburgh. Or I want, you know, head over to, you're in Philadelphia, essentially. Just knock off names. Yeah. So you're saying your dream match is your next one. Yeah, basically, yeah. If it's not Chris Saban, it's the next one, uh, which is Friday. Which was last Friday, by the way. Which was Folk. last Friday. Yeah. So tell us more about uh, where you're going to be, your socials, um, and, and what else is going on, merch, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, with merch, I, I do have a Brain Buster tease. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what I have merch-wise. Um, got a whole bunch of stuff on it um, that people can – look at and i can make sure the link is available to you yeah send it to me i'll put it in the description that's the best way of doing it yeah and then uh so for instagram on uh at juni underwood fs pro um and for twitter i am also i'm just juni underwood fs for some reason it wouldn't let me put the pro um but twitter doesn't feel you're a pro yet uh, yeah yeah twitter doesn't feel like i'm a pro um so yeah also one more thing one more little nugget yeah well that's why i always ask what else we got nugget of life wisdom that i got from anthony green yes i love him he he has changed he in the last two months i literally haven't seen him since this day but this thing that he said to me changed my mind, changed my life, changed, changed the way that I see wrestling. Um, but I talked to him at this little 
uh, thing at Tom's River, New Jersey, contest of champions thing. And he, I talked to him and I was like, what would you tell a young you? And he said, nothing in wrestling matters until it matters. That's and deep. It's very deep. Because he looked at me and I was like thinking about it. I'm like, first I'm kind of like, what did this guy just say to me? <laughs> um, and then I like, and then I was like, this is actually super profound. Because he was like talking and he's like, just because you go and do something now, it may not get noticed, right? It's not going to get noticed immediately. But when it does get noticed, you'll be glad that you've done it. Yep. The little things like that of, yes, this match that I'm going to have in a couple of days may not matter immediately, but who knows, a couple months later, Somebody would be like, hey, I saw this match, and this match did X, Y, Z. I saw how hard you were working during this time period. I want to give you a shot. Things of that nature. Um, and for him to say something so profound, because usually when you ask people questions like that and ask for advice, they'll give you the, you know, tuck your chin. And, yeah. The, the normal yeah. wrestling advice. Yeah. But, like, for him to have thought about this for a very, very long time and decided he was going to share this with me, I just was like, man. That's this guy it's awesome. huge. Like, that's still rattling around in my mind. Because mm -hmm. it's and it'll, it, if you're anything like me, it'll still be rattling around in your mind for the next two months. Yeah. And, and I'm going to lose sleep over it. It's going to be stuff yeah. like that. And like, what am I doing? Yes. My wife yeah. is going to hate you because I will be <laughs> rolling and pondering all night in bed. And I'm like, it's Junie's fault. Call him. It's a little, you know, got to put a little fire in your head. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, last one. Yes, sir. Goals for 2023. We kind of said, you know, you want to check off names, this, that, and the other thing. But, yeah, clearly. But, you know, more states. What, what's up for 2023 with Juni? Yeah, I would I would love to uh, have more states than I did my debut year. I, my, day, my, my last year. You're still in your debut year, essentially, I'm right? Kidding. Am I technically still in my debut year? Well, September, September right? Yeah. That that's like when I started consistently. That's my rookie year, I guess. So yeah, September yeah. to September is September to September. So by the end of my by the end of tw by the end of my rookie year, I guess I would have I would like to hit the double digits in states, which I don't feel like is that hard considering I've already wrestled in eight states. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. that's that should be easy. I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna hope. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to do that. Um, right now I am at, uh, 40 career matches. Uh, I would love to, I would love to break a hundred. Um, and this I'm, year? yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a big, my, my March is looking pretty sweet. April's looking nice. Like everything's looking pretty well. Um, so trying to get as much as I can um, 
where I can, when I can, and just keep grinding. Like I just, I want to be able to, I just want people to start noticing the, the little fires everywhere. I was going to get one in there. The little flame that burns on or something like that. I was trying to end with one as well. So you the flame. I say that one a lot. One more. Give me one more before we go tonight. Okay. So what I said, the flames of promise. Yep. Fires everywhere. Okay. Um, Oh, the burning heart. Um, We'll have to wrap back around that, Junie. We'll yeah, we'll have to wrap back around that. We'll work on something, okay? The burning heart's good, though. The song. It is. It is good, but what is something with vigor? If you played the song right now, I I would. It, this whole podcast would get derailed because Spotify would not give me the rights to that song, <laughs> and then your interview would be nowhere. So, well, never mind. <laughs> Junior, I had a blast tonight. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Junie Underwood. What a great guy, right? He did all the heavy lifting during that podcast, told us the stories. He knows how podcasts work, and it was fun. And he was actually pleasantly surprised that uh, some of the people that I guessed, clearly Adam Cole, Chris Bay blew his mind. He was like, really? So... But he liked it. Uh, he liked everybody that I compared him against. And yeah, man, we Snapple. We need to get Sna- Snapple Peach is probably. I don't want to know if I. I don't want to say if it's my first favorite Snapple. I'm a very, 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 very big fan of the Snapple Apple. Like that stuff is just. And I, I was sick. I, I should have probably fought a little bit with Juni on this one. But the Snapple Apple is probably where it's at. Don't get me wrong. I do like anything peach. I really do. But Snapple Apple is, uh, that's the OG, uh, I would say. That's that's the that's the shits. That's what, I don't know what the kids say. They, I, listen, I have a 16-year-old son. I don't know anything that he's talked about half the time. I really don't. But Snapple should sponsor all of us because it would just be that much better. Right? Guys, I had a great time. With Juni, make sure you go out and follow him. Make sure you go out and follow Journey Burke as well. And, and continue in this to watch these young wrestlers grow and grow and grow. And it'll be a blast. Guys, thanks for dealing with the sickness. But we're back here on Can Crushers. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It is called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Make sure you tell your loved ones you love them. Because you never know. <laughs>